Hi, I'm Maria Theharis or Velosos on social media. Welcome back to Sober 50 Podcast on Soul Organized Style. Grab a cuppa and relax with us. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast and pay respects to the elders past and present. Many thanks for the ongoing support from the Patreon community for Soul Organized Style Podcast. Your ongoing support every month keeps me developing these podcasts so you and our listeners can hear from sellers from all walks of life. Thanks for joining us on Sober 50 Podcast. Sober 50 intersects with all communities. We're a community that is so over ageism. The Sober 50 community is positively leading, being visible in the selling online world. As you may have noticed, Instagram has now removed the recent hashtag search function. For July, please use hashtag Sober50July so we can find you quickly throughout the month of July. We'll find you fast and can like and comment on your posts every day again as the volume will be lower and the hashtag will be running only for 30 days or so. Still use hashtag Sober50 because we want to keep our community growing. With over 235,000 posts and at the moment, over 47,000 followers, it's where our strength lies. And remember, in July, use hashtag SoOver50July with the hashtag SoOver50. We'll keep you updated each month and always check the SoOver50 account on Instagram as the reference for each month will be in the grid. We want to keep you and your sewing visible in the online world. Pam Pazdra, or at One World Pixie on Instagram, is today's Sober 50 podcast guest. Thank you for inviting me into your home today, Pam. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you? I'm very good. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> I'm so pleased that you use the Sober 50 hashtag because that's how I found you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're welcome. You know how Cyber 50 is going through a few changes and they've got more people working on it. Right. Well, I'm one of those people that have been working behind the scenes on Cyber 50. Wonderful. You know, it's such a monumentous undertaking. It has grown so much and it's very exciting. And I know it's so much work. And every time I keep saying thank you, thank you, thank you. Because you've connected a world that I never knew even it existed. So it's just wonderful. Oh, it's all the work that Judith and Sandy started in 2018. And the thank yous that people provide back when they're put on stories or when they comment on posts are always appreciated. That's what fuels everyone behind the scenes on Sober 50 to keep working on it. Right. You know, I have a little bit of a story, I guess, with so over 50, because I found it in about 2019. But we were in a period of, I would call trauma. Here where I live, we were part of a school shooting. Oh, and it was just horrendous. And probably a year after that, I lost all of my sewing mojo, all of that. I just, you know, that you were into absolutely just like blight, nothing, nothing was inspiring. You'd go to the fabric store and nothing, you you, you look at the books and like, this is so boring. Mm. And then for such serendipity, my cosmic angels, you know, <laughs> it showed up on my feed and I don't even know how, but I think that's how it all works. And I was like, 
wait a second. What is this? I knew no one who sewed except for my mom. I just had no one to share anything with. And then you're like, wait a second. This is a whole different world. And then you're like, wait a second. Is this why I'm not inspired by anything? Because I'm looking through and nothing looks like an older sewer. And I was like, oh, is that it? <laughs> is that what was going on? It opened my eyes in both of the not being represented as well as, oh my gosh, there's all these independent designers that actually know women's bodies and our measurements and then these incredible ideas. And you're like, I can print patterns from home. <laughs> <You know>? Amazing. <laughs> it was exciting. This entire world opened up. So when I say it went from a dark space to this just beautiful light going on, that's what so over 50 means to me. So thank you so much for everyone who does all the behind the scenes work. Thank you. Thank you for telling me your story, Pamela. You know, a lot of people have gotten a lot out of Sober 50, but hearing your story, it shows the depth of what it means to people. Yeah, I never really got to share that for other reasons, but it's more than just showing what you've made. It's this whole connection. And I love when I see the posts from your childhood, your first make or your favorite make, and so many of them show their moms or their grandmas. And I'm like, that's me, my mom sewed. And you have that maternal connection. And I love that other people have that same connection. It's like, yeah, yeah, our moms did that. <laughs> and their moms probably did the same too. And yeah, it feels like it's a legacy that keeps being passed down. And when your mom sewed, did she buy new fabric and patterns or did she reuse what she had? I live in South Florida. And when my parents moved here, it was 1971. I was four years old. It was a swamp. We had alligators and snakes and all of the, you know, typical things you think of South Florida. There was no fabric stores. I don't even know where she got the fabric. But she used to make children's clothes and sell them on consignment. And she would make the cutest little 1970s crisscross pinafores and hand embroider. And I would go with her to the shops and she would deliver this little stack of clothes on little tiny hangers. But I don't know where she got their fabric. There was nothing around, so I don't know where she got it from. If she brought it with her from Chicago, I really don't know. I'll have to ask her one day where she got all that from. That'd be a fun conversation to have. Yeah. It'll bring all those memories back to her that she can share with you. Yes, absolutely. I would also like to thank you. I love the way you start out all your podcasts with giving thanks to the land and to the spirits of the land and the ancestors. I was like, that is just beautiful because we are all connected. And to give thanks for what came before, we're grateful in the moment and then we can pass on into the future. So I think that's beautiful. I just love how you do that. Oh, thank you. It's something that is top of people's minds, no matter where they live. Exactly, yes. When I spotted you on Instagram and you had used the hashtag Sober50, it was because of how you dress it, we thought that it would be good to have you on stories. For people who don't know you or haven't seen you online, can you describe what your dress preference is? 
It's a great question because I'm actually at the very beginning of what I would call a reinvention of myself. My kids have moved out. The jobs that I was doing, that's all done. So I'm basically retired. And one of my daughter's friends was said, how come your mom still dresses like a kindergarten teacher? And I was like, ooh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a kindergarten teacher. And she's just like, oh, she's just going through something. I'm like, you know, I probably should start to think about reinventing my style. I've always had these ideas of I would make an outfit and there would be this entire story that would go with it, even if it was just in my own head. So this year is the first time I actually have time to consider all of these ideas. And I've gotten organized and I've put them into a sketchbook and found my own way of being a fashion designer using more graphic design and Canva and Pinterest versus just drawing because my art skills are not there. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, this is fun because I'm a huge Disney fan. So I get a lot of my inspiration from Walt Disney and used to work there. So I, I have a lot of creative ideas from that. So I'll take a character and we'll take a style. Like the first one that I really did was that whole Lightning McQueen. And I did a rockabilly. And I had my husband. He's like, I want to do that too. I was like, okay, bowling shirt. Because <laughs> that you'd look good in that. And then we had the greatest time. Just the two of us. I'm like, okay, this empty nest life is kind of fun. And we just dressed up and went out. He's like, okay, now make me some more things. I'm, going, no. I'm like, great, created a monster. <laughs> I'm like, I got my own ideas. <laughs> so it's really at the beginning, but I really love retro. Not even vintage. I love retro. I like that 1970s. I like 1960s mod. You know, the flower child kind of look as well. I just like all of that. I feel it's just fun. It has to be fun. Life has gotten too crazy. I want to dress. When I dress up, I want it to be fun. Little wild, little crazy, little like people just stare at you. That's fine. You don't have to say, look at me. They're looking at you anyway. They're looking. I don't really care either. You know, I'm like, I just <laughs> want to go and enjoy life and have fun. And that's where I'm kind of going with my sewing. And then there's a second part where I'm just like, I call it grab and go. So I just make a lot of uh, clothes that I can just put on, run to the store, do a few errands, come home, sew and make these other story outfits. So there's almost like, you know, if you think of it from like a, a movie perspective, you're on screen and then you're behind the screen. <laughs> you're behind the screen grab and go patterns. Yes. Do they come to mind very easily? Is it just a handful of patterns? When I first found Sew Over 50, it was the Free Range Slacks by Sew House 7. When I saw that pattern, I was like, this is what I've been looking for. I probably have made that pattern, I'm not kidding, 30 times. I just made two more and I've worn them out. And that is my go-to pattern. I made them into shorts. Most of the time, I just sew them as they're meant to be sewn and all kinds of fabric. Mostly cottons, though, because it's South Florida and it's very hot. No wonder they get worn out because it's so hot where you live. Absolutely. And then I'll usually just wear a ready-to-wear T-shirt or tank top just because, you know, I could make it, but I'm like, I've got so many other things to sew that I'd rather just sew the pants so I know I have those and then use my time wisely other ways. It's a smart way to go because you've only got a limited time, so use it on the things that you really want to wear. Yeah. 
in my mind, I'm developing this entire story. My free range slacks are the ones that I just like kind of make on an assembly line. But the other part is it takes me a long time with, you know, to think through it. And then sometimes I hack patterns. So I have to like sit there and figure out what I'm doing. I like to just have one stack of stuff ready to go. And then I can like almost like an artist where you're just creating. And I guess we really are artists. It's a thread and needle and machine, but we're still artists. Yeah. Many people would agree. Yes, I would agree. So the questions I had here were, what are the colors and fabrics that you love to wear the most? You kind of touched on that. Is there anything more that you wanted to add? I would say that for the grab and go kind of things, I love colors of nature. You know, we're so fortunate where we when we get to look out of our windows and just see so many beautiful colors inspired by nature. So I really like those khakis and that deep olive green, but then I'll put in some blues and mostly it's things that I feel like would blend in where I'm not really stiff. That's really funny because I'm thinking about it now. That aspect I like to blend in. I feel like I'm just there as a spectator and, and I've taken up photography so you can kind of feel like you're hiding a little bit or <laughs> camouflaged. And then I have this whole other aspect where I'm like, hey, I'm making these wild and crazy looks. So I didn't think about that until right now. That's like a split personality, I guess. Well, it's what you described earlier, your on-screen and your off-screen persona. Absolutely. My younger daughter is into theater and Broadway and acting. So I think I picked up a lot of terminology and mindset from her. Now that we know that you've got your on-screen and off-screen persona, because the question I had here was, do you wear your styles of clothing for all occasions? And the answer is no, right? That is correct. Yeah, no. I, I think if you saw me just on an everyday basis, I'm in those free range slacks and a t-shirt. But the ones that I post the most are those artist type outfits where I really think about like, what's the setting? How do you want to look in it? That little bit of vibrant and fun vibe. Yeah. Definitely two different things. Did you learn to sew from your mother? She inspired me to sew. It's funny. She never sat down to teach me. So I think, you know, now as as we're sewists and I was like, this is our escape. That was probably her escape. She probably was like, everyone leave me alone. I'm just going to go sew. <laughs> when I was 15 years old, I remember telling my mom, I don't want to take driver's ed. Like everyone was taking driver's ed. I said, I really want to take sewing classes. Could I take sewing classes and could I get a sewing machine and so for my 15th birthday she gave me my first sewing machine and the cabinet which in fact is what I use today I still have the same cabinet different machine but same cabinet and then I took three years of sewing in high school of course they don't offer that anymore and that's basically it everything else has been self-taught and now thank gosh there's videos I just learned how to do an invisible zipper for the first time. And I was like, I have watched that video over and over and over. I was like, thank God this exists. It's such an achievement when you can get to that point. Yeah. And I still remember my sewing teacher. I guess it, it came very natural because like I ended up sewing costumes for the, the high school drama department. My mom sewed drum major uniforms and I sewed drum major uniforms. I became known for sewing at 18. Can I go back to that point where you were sewing drum major uniforms? Are they military style? No, these were just capes and, and 
satiny type shirts. We weren't a military type band. We were just more of a show band. Yeah. So it was very silky and shiny. And when you made all of those band outfits, were they en masse? So would you have to do, say, a dozen or more? I only had to do two capes because there were only two drum majors. But I have sewn for my daughter when they were in grade school, they did productions of Annie. So I had to sew all those little bloomers. So that was an assembly of all the orphans from Little Orphan Annie. And I probably had to sew 30 of those and definitely assembly. And I definitely will never do that again. Okay. You've answered the next question for me. (laughs) Never do that again. No. Are there any pattern designers that you have seen who feature older sewers, either on their grid or on their patterns? That's such an interesting question because I almost don't really follow particular designers, Mm -hmm. but I love my feed of the people that I find on Sew Over 50. So that's like my grid. And I see... So many people with, you know, their specialties and the the things that they are trying. And it's so inspiring. I can't say enough about the community, how you don't feel alone. And then you see these people make incredible things. And you're just like, God, that's so cool. And then you realize, yeah, I'm part of that. Because I don't know anyone outside of my mom who sews. So, you know, you feel very isolated. (laughs) I'm so grateful and thank you because, you know, at the beginning of the year, I I entered a, a contest. Now, I knew it was for younger people going into it, but I thought, you know, I'm going to tell my story anyway. My first time doing drafting of patterns of my own for myself, of which I also don't think I'll ever do again because <laughs> there's a great deal of math involved. <laughs> and I was like, there are people out there who are experts and I will be happy to pay for your beautiful patterns, if I don't have to sit there and think of how I'm going to make all of these things line up. That was very stressful. I can come up with the story and the other ideas. I need, I'm just so thrilled I found so many independent designers that we can take their knowledge and then make it like a canvas and we can create our own things from it. So how did you go in that contest? Oh, I got rejected. <laughs> Hey, at least you tried. I was very proud of myself because it was a very much step out of my comfort zone. I took three months and I really put everything that I could possibly think of to do. And I did it. So someone said rejection is part of the creative process. And I said, you are absolutely correct. So that is a file closed. Doesn't mean I'm not going to still make the outfit because I bought all the fabric. (laughs) It will just be at a different time. And on my own time, even though it can look at that, it was a failure, but there was so much that came out of that. And then you called just like a day or two after that. And I was like, oh, see, see, the cosmic cyber angels are watching always. (laughs) I'm glad I could help you through that period. Yeah. If one door closes, you know, you know, another one's going to open somewhere else. You just have to trust. So thank you. Thank you, too, for telling us your story. I really appreciate the fact that, you know, you've told us how you were feeling at the start of 2019. Yes. And how Cyber 50 has helped you connect with people. Yes. And today you're at the point where, okay, I have an on-screen and an off-screen persona and this is how I'm going to sew. (laughs) You're absolutely right, yeah. 
do you have any advice for people who are in that emptiness stage in creating a style for themselves now? Yes. It took a long time for me to get past the boohooing, you know, the now what do I do? And I changed my hair color was the first thing I did. So I went from a blonde to a redhead. And I was like, okay, now let's see what we can play with. And then really went back to, I don't know if you ever read the book, The Artist's Way, I think by Julia Cameron. And she has a thing in there. It's almost like an archaeology of your own life. And you go back to think about what were the things that really got you excited, maybe when you were in your teenage years or younger years. And then I was like, you know, I love to make those crazy outfits. And I loved Cindy Lauper and, you know, the Go-Go's and so many of the cool 80s music and just that, you know, the hair all over the place. I was like, and so I was like, now, how can you take those memories but update it and make it more modern for yourself. So that's what I just said, you know, it's telling these stories because music tells stories. And if I can find ways to pull all of those ideas and that's kind of where I went. So if I would give any advice, it's like kind of go back to what you really love to do before life took over, before your kids, before your job, before your marriage, before what all the family obligations, but who were you then? Because you're still that same person. You might be a little older, <laughs> a little more creaky in the fingers. <laughs> I know I, my my arthritis is there. But then you're just like, I'm still that person. I'm still that little crazy, crazy-haired kid who loved to dress in whatever was not even in style, just whatever you felt was expressed, you wanted to express at that time. So that's my best advice, I guess. Be you. Pam, where can we find you online? I'm only really on Instagram and my uh, Instagram name is one wild pixie. How did you come up with the name? I was wondering if you would ask me that. So a couple of years ago when I came across this poem and it's by Atticus, it says, I feel in every girl, there is a spirit, a wild pixie that if let go would run and dance in grassy fields until the end of the world. And then that girl grows up that pixie hides but it's always there, peeking out behind old eyes and reading glasses, laughing, waiting to one day dance again. From that poem is where I got the idea of One Wild Pixie. Because I was like, you know, we're still there. We're still that free spirit. A little older, a little worn, but we're still there. So that's how I came up with the name. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Pam. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maria. Pam, thank you for being yourself, your true self on this podcast and telling us your story. I really appreciate it. Oh, Maria, thank you so much again for asking me on and I had fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been a joy to meet you. Thank you. You too. <laughs> this episode of Cyber 50 Podcast on Soul Gunai Style was produced by me, Maria Thea Harris, with permission of Pam, soundbybensound.com. If you want to provide a guest post for Cyber 50, make sure you direct message Judith and Sandy at Cyber 50. You can subscribe to Soul Gunnar Style Podcast, but with an S not a Z on all good podcast apps. Make sure you go back and listen to our free Cyber 50 podcast archive. And if you can, consider supporting the production of this podcast on Patreon. We look forward to joining you in your sewing room next time. Stay safe, everyone.